Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Kropp. Hey, good morning, everybody. Sorry about that. Great to have you with us today as we begin another beautiful day of broadcasting about political issues that make a difference in your life. And boy, do they. Yeah, I know, Super Dave, me and the button. (laughs) So let me um, lay this out for you. This is Freedom Week. Hang on a second. Look, this is July 6th. We celebrate the founding of this great nation this entire week. Because you see, if you really think about it, doesn't freedom have a timeless principle behind it? Isn't it how God created each and every one of us? To have that desire to live life free. Willingly submitting ourselves to the rule of law. God's laws first. Then most certainly man's laws. To a point. Till those laws cross over. And try to negate God's laws. Now such was the case with House Bill 2000 to Charlie. There's a headline today in Willamette Week that caught my eye. And let me read it to you. Here's the headline. Even after she teamed up with Senate Republicans, Governor Tina Kotek suffered her biggest loss of the legislative session. The subheadline is, ironically, it came at the hands of fellow Democrats. Now, that headline would be the same, but the subheadline should tell the story. Because it should have been, ironically, it came at the hands of Senate Republicans. Because you see, the biggest loss of Tina Kotek was a land use bill, folks, a land use bill that failed. That's the biggest loss. That is not what it should have been. I will tell you, this was the failure of House Bill 3414. Listen, folks, it was in the radical, truly radical environmental crazies opposed even the tiniest, smallest, little opportunity for doing what everybody else does, every other state does. You know what that is? It's really simple. You allow some growth. These people are not happy. I've said this for many years. The environmental community, the radical leftists, are not going to be happy until we are living back in the Stone Age, folks. 
that's really where they want to go. They'll never be satisfied. Now, how do we fight that? Well, first of all, you got to elect people of high moral character that cannot be bought off under any circumstances. That's the first thing you got to do. Second thing is you got to stand firm and you be smart strategically about how you use the tools that are available to do just that. Because as you know, and I've told you this many times, friends, it is extraordinarily rare for any law that gets passed. I don't care whether it's in Congress or any state house or certainly right here in Oregon. It's extraordinarily rare for any law that gets passed to be unpassed, to be unwound. The only way we do it is in the courts after these Supreme Court rulings were this last week. That's what they were all about. Unwinding unconstitutional actions on the part of the state of Oregon. Thank you, James O'Keefe and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, but also Joe Biden's actions that are highly unconstitutional. Now, that should not be. First of all, we shouldn't be passing these bills to begin with. And Republicans were certainly right, at least in the Senate, to stand up and walk out, shut the place down. But three of them betrayed the rest of them, who gave up under that constitutional amendment to Oregon's Constitution, gave up their ability, their right, to serve in future legislatures to get reelected. That's what the unions did in passing Measure 113. You have 10 unexcused absences. You are ineligible to run for the legislature again. Now, I believe it's highly unconstitutional under the federal constitution. It's going to be challenged, no doubt, but it doesn't matter. These men and women of principle stood up and put their complete political futures on the line. I'm, I'm not, not going to say career because we're still a uh, public service shouldn't be a career. That's the great thing about term limits. It shouldn't be. This was freedom, folks. This in Freedom Week, we celebrated a choice these legislators made to stand up for our inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Parental rights was part of that in-house bill 2002, Charlie. Now, if anybody, now you know what this show is dedicated to it, and, and, and I'm getting to a special guest we're, we're going to have here at the bottom of the hour. Because in Freedom Week, that movie, The Sound of Freedom, was released. So several of you have watched it so far. It's on track to to gross $20 million in the first few days of its opening. Had $10 million in pre-sales. That, that's amazing. Indiana Jones movie only made $60 million. Folks, that movie cost two hundred and reportedly $259 million to produce. The Sound of Freedom is a powerful, real story about something that is happening in America right now. In Oregon right now and probably in a community of yours right now. And it relates to the passage of this bill that several Republicans sold us out over, House Bill 2002C, where I don't care what Oregon Right to Life tells you, I don't care what Canope, 
and the rest of them tell you it still allows as several members of the house and the senate have pointed out in their newsletters it still allows 10 year olds to get abortions without the parental consent 10 year olds to get transgender treatments and surgeries without parental consent it still allows that folks it's an abomination Now, if anybody in your world, I'm going to get back to the purpose of the show. This show is about you changing your world, about how we talk about the issues of the day politically and how you can use them to have persuasive conversations with persuadable people. I read a story last night about an illegal alien. who was sentenced to jail for impregnating a nine-year-old girl who then went across a state line and had an abortion. Now, if you don't think this isn't actually happening And I'll provide the story to you. But my point is this. You could use that story. And I'll provide it on the show plan today. You could use that story to absolutely begin a conversation with someone who doesn't believe that it's happening. Ten-year-olds having abortions? Nah, that doesn't happen. Yes, it does. And I'll provide you with the story where the illegal alien got sentenced to 28 years in prison, pled guilty to it, admitted to it, to a nine-year-old girl who's now 10 for sexually abusing her. He's a criminal. This is what House Bill 2002 Charlie did. It allowed criminals to get away with a crime that is impregnating impregnating an underage minor, in this case, a nine-year-old girl, and destroy the evidence which this abortion doctor helped do. And the abortion doctor won't be held liable. Thank you, sellout Republicans in the House and the Senate for providing quorum so Democrats could pass this. Now, how does that relate to our guest? Well, our guest is Greg Strauss, who is, believe it or not, an A-list Hollywood film producer for such films as Avatar and Titanic. Remember those? He's the founder of the Declaration of Independence Project. We're going to talk to him at the bottom of the hour. You can add your signature to still supporting the Declaration of Independence, inalienable rights, freedom, Life, liberty, the pursuit of happiness to a list of names that is going to be presented to Congress within just a few days, 55 days from now. Congress is going to be presented with the names of hundreds of thousands of Americans who still believe in the principles behind the Declaration. Greg Strauss is the 
this Hollywood A-list producer, film and television producer, he started this because he's a true patriot. Now, it's not easy. The Sound of Freedom was just released. You've been listening to you know Jim Caviezel talk about the moment that he signed on to to play Jesus Christ and the Passion of the Christ, his Hollywood career was quote-unquote under, over rather. We're going to talk with Greg Strauss about what it's like to be a conservative in Hollywood and what that means and what's happened to him now that he has started this project, the 1776 Project. You want to go check it out? It's really easy to sign. Go to sign1776.com. Now, I'll wrap all of this up for you because how it relates to what's happening in Oregon today and the southern border. What happened with House Bill 2002 and the sellout Republicans that let this travesty pass. It's all tied together. We'll talk about it when we come back. It's 620. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. 22 minutes past the top there. I want to thank Eric Azer, RighteousRenovations.com for being one of our great sponsors. As you know, I'm building a new home and Eric is, uh, is going to do some of that work for me as a contractor is a guy who specializes in a number of things, including finish work. So if you're looking for a contractor to trust, to actually come in your home and do it right, because he's a man who lives his faith in how he treats you as one of his clients. Go to his website, RighteousRenovations.com, and check it out. Handyman, remodeling services, adding an addition to your home. You know, he came out and looked over my project and gave me some great suggestions, talked it over with me. And, and frankly, it was, uh, it was effortless and it was really, really good because it's obvious that he's sincere in how he treats his customers. And you can see it for yourself. You go to his website. Just look at the great customer testimonials, some before and after pictures. Pretty cool. So give him a call, 503-341-3816, 341-3816. Check out his website, RighteousRenovations.com, RighteousRenovations.com. So, folks, what would freedom and your inalienable rights, and this is what this, the defend the Declaration of the Declaration of Independence Project, sign1776.com. This is what it's all about. Still, still recognizing the powerful principles behind the Declaration are just as important today as they were back then. It's about liberty, friends. Your inalienable rights as a parent 
to choose to rear up your children the way you want them to be reared up. Not the way that the state, the government says they shall be reared up. And that's what House Bill 2002 did. Even the far left fish wrap Oregonian in their editorial admitted it. In fact, pointed out which Republicans were afraid, as you know, a guy highly criticized them at the time because of their poor messaging. This bill drives a wedge between children and their parents. Your God-given inalienable rights. That's what we're going to be talking with film producer Greg Strauss about here in the bottom of the hour in just a few minutes about this project. Saying no, the inalienable rights listed in the Declaration of Independence are still important and prescient for today. You can go sign it just like I did. It just takes a few seconds. Okay? Go to sign1776.com. We'll talk with Greg Strauss about that. Now, the fact that Republicans let this bill that allows 10-year-olds to get abortions and as the editorial board of the Oregonian pointed out, drives a wedge between parents and their children. The fact that that's happening is even more amplified because we have an open border. And because the Sound of Freedom movie is about child trafficking. And the biggest magnet for child trafficking, folks, is the United States of America. How sick, how sad. This should not be. You see, think about it. Someone like this illegal alien, and again, I'll have this up on the show plan, who admitted and was sentenced to 28 years in Ohio to prison because he impregnated a nine-year-old girl. If you don't think this isn't happening in Oregon, you're wrong. It is. There are all kinds of stories about it. They get buried. But the point is, this is a subject you could use in a persuasive conversation or to start having a persuasive conversation. You can start a conversation like, did you hear about the illegal alien who pled guilty and is going to serve 28 years in, a, in prison? for impregnating, for raping and impregnating a nine-year-old girl. Did you hear about that? Did you know that's the, and by the way, the nine-year-old girl got an abortion across state lines. Now in this case, the mother wanted it. Why? Because the mother is pregnant from this same guy. She didn't want him sentenced. How bad, how sick is that? But in Oregon, this could happen. This very thing could happen. And the child go get an abortion. And the parents never get told. You see, they didn't really fix that. Republicans who sold us out said, oh, yeah, they fixed it. Oregon Right to Life says, oh, yeah, they fixed it. No, they didn't. And several members of the House and the Senate still walked out and made notes of how they didn't. All you have to do is read the language of the bill yourself and you'll see it. It's written in plain English. There's all kinds of loopholes. Now, with millions and millions, and it is in the millions of illegals that are flooding the southern border, the Sound of Freedom movie 
that was released this week in Freedom Week. How much easier is it going to be that the Democrats have made now? How much easier have they just made child trafficking? With millions of these kids who get, I mean, these little kids who get rape kits that are handed out to them by the NGOs that are making hundreds of millions of dollars, by the way, of our taxpayer money facilitating all of this, the crossing of these illegals. How much easier is it going to be now for them to be hidden, a criminal, to impregnate a child and get away with it because of what sellout Republicans did? You want to stop it? You want to stand up for your inalienable rights? Sign the Declaration of Independence Project. Sign 1776.com. Back in a moment with the guy who started it all, Greg Strauss. Don't go away. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Great to have you back with us, folks. It's not very often. In fact, it has never been that we've had a conversation with a Hollywood producer who's a conservative we're uh, blessed to be joined by Greg Strauss today. Greg, good morning. How are you? Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. It's uh, it's a beautiful summer day out here in the Willamette Valley of, of Oregon. We're broadcasting from the state's capital. So you um, have started, and I've been talking about this prior to you coming on, you started a project called the Sign, it's the Declaration of Independence Project. Folks, go to sign1776.com. Why Why did you come up with the idea, Greg, that Congress needs to know that hundreds of thousands, millions of Americans still support the principles of the Declaration? Well, you know, the, the biggest inspiration uh, for the project was what, what my wife and I have just gone through in the last uh, the last six months, where you know, we you know we've had to become refugees within the United States of America, and and what I mean by that is we were you know had our our business and our home in California, and uh, due to the unbelievable decline uh, of that state, which is you know overwhelmingly caused by the by the state government. Uh, and, and the local governments just right. not doing anything in the best interest of the people. Uh, we, we had to leave. We had to leave California. We moved to Nashville, Tennessee, and uh, and we are very much enjoying the freedom and, uh, and a, a much more representative government here. So in, in trying to reflect upon how do I, what is one possible way to get this country on the right track and get states like California on the right track, my, my thesis was... Uh, Let's start with getting back to the original documents and, and getting everyone educated about what, you know, what does that document say? What does it mean? Uh, and, and, you know, and at least it's hard to talk about how you fix the system when, uh, you know, 22% of eighth graders uh, are, are only 22% are proficient in civics and only 13% are proficient 
in history, and that's the, the most recent report card that just came out. I know. Isn't that a stunning thing? It, it blows my mind. You know, Greg, I, I don't know how you are, but, uh, but I'm 64. I'll tell you that it, when I grew up in public education, you know, I, we were taught the Constitution. We were taught how to read and write, how important it was. We were taught just the basics. This craziness that's happening today it is, I mean, I, I, I got to ask you this. If, even though you're a refugee from California and you had to leave Hollywood Aren't there still people in Hollywood who recognize what you just articulated that something's really wrong with our country? We're not teaching basic civics, fidelity to the Constitution, the principles. We're not teaching that in public education anymore. Aren't there people in Hollywood who get that? I mean, there's there's not as many. It, it, it's really disheartening. <laughs> you know, you can see on Twitter, there's a few. You got James Woods being one of the, yeah. you know, one of the standout examples on social media. Of, of someone who, who seems to be a, a a real constitutionalist, but um, no, I mean it's it's a bit crazy there. I mean, we look. Los Angeles just last year elected uh, a mayor who who's an avowed communist, and so you know the communism is pervasive everywhere there. Uh, I don't think most people even understand what that means. I was watching a clip on the internet over the weekend and uh, this guy Mark Dice was in San Diego asking everyone in San Diego on the beach, hey, is it, would it be a problem if, if, uh, if teachers were actual communists? And 90% of the respondents said, no, I don't see the problem. I mean, it's not a big deal if they're a communist. And that's, that's the attitude that's, you know, that's taking California down the drain. And I, most people, uh, you know, they survey America, everyone thinks they're smarter than the average. Eighty-five percent of Americans think they're smarter than the average. If you're going around walking around going, like, I don't understand why this place—you know, there's homeless sleeping everywhere, defecating in the streets, taxes are out of control, businesses—you you know, like the Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica has—I I read recently that it's got like a fifty percent occupancy rate. I mean, that's wow. Retail—the retail market is being destroyed there, uh, and and everyone's walking around going, I don't know what's going on. It's the communism, guys. <laughs> Just wake up. Marxism in the schools is, is you know, they're indoctrinating a generation of kids who, who they, you know, they say things like they want them to go and be activists. They're absolutely ignorant is what they're creating. And, and, and ignorant activists who don't know anything about how the system is supposed to work, and they can't even engage in a discussion about what the original intent was, because they're not, you know, no, no one's learning the fundamentals. And I'm a product, I'm 48 years old, so to address your other point, I, I'm a product of government schools in, in the mm-hmm. sub, north suburbs yep. of Chicago. And uh, here's a funny story. So, I, you know, we didn't learn a whole lot about history. And a few years back, I get this script called The Battle of New Orleans, which is hopefully a script we'll get to produce uh, someday. And it's about President Andrew Jackson uh, leading the country to victory over the British uh, in, in down in New Orleans. And I, I didn't know anything about the War of 1812. So I read the script. I'm like, this is a fantastic movie script. Um, and we had Gerard Butler actually had uh, attached himself to play Andrew Jackson. And I talked to the writer. I said, you know, the script's really great, but there's this one scene that's, I think he just got a little carried away here. This whole part where the British invade D.C. in 1812 and, and burn the White House to the ground, 
like, man, that just seems a bit over the top. And the writer told me, he goes, you need to go and read history. That actually happened. <laughs> and I had no clue. <laughs> I was sitting there going, like, the British reinvaded the United States 30 years after we had our independence, and they, they looted and pillaged the White House and burned down a large amount of our, our cities. He's like, yeah, that really happened. So then I started, um, you know, I was like, wait a minute. That inspired me to start educating myself and going back and, and, you know, doing something a lot of people think not cool, which is go and read about history from a couple hundred years ago. And it, it, it was fascinating. You know, and that, that, so that was like an eye-opening event for me that really um, made me start to realize that what's going on in the school system isn't good for the country. Um, and, you know, as you get deeper into it, you start seeing other weird things like, they don't teach cursive anymore. Why would we need cursive in a digital age? But then, you know, there's a group out there that say, well, there's a reason behind that. If we don't teach kids cursive, they won't be able to read the original documents. And maybe that's on purpose. And I think it is. The more and more yeah. we see, the more it seems like maybe it is intentional. Exactly. And that's, that's what the left wants. They don't want people understanding incredible heritage that our founders as imperfect as they may have been what they laid out for us and that is the principles the liberties that we and so enjoy today we just celebrated this week folks we're talking with hollywood producer greg strauss go to the website sign 1776.com sign your name to this document to tell Congress these values and principles are still important today. And they need to underscore the importance of teaching it, of educating it. It's really simple. It takes you about 20 seconds, folks, that's all. Just go to sign1776.com. Greg, so we, we got a couple of minutes left. So I, I just, I gotta ask you this. The Sound of Freedom movie just came out uh, it's taken years to get it to where it needs to be. You just mentioned a film project that you'd like to be involved with, a script. Are are there going to be more movies like this coming out? And is there truly a, a, a marketplace for it that will make a difference? Well, I, I mean, I do believe there's a marketplace for it. I mean, if, if you, uh, you, know, you only have to get a few miles outside of Los Angeles to see the dramatic shift uh, in, in, in people's uh, preferences. Uh, and, they, you know, the, the California gets a lot more red the further you get from the coast. Uh, and I, I think, yeah, you know, anywhere in this country, you get away from the cities uh, and the social engineering that they've been able to do in the cities. And you, you get into, uh, you know, you, you get into, into the more rural folks. Everyone's a lot more conservative, a lot more patriotic. Uh, and, you know, you, you hear the left denigrate people like, oh, they don't have college degrees. That's probably a bonus because that means we actually <laughs> haven't been yeah. brainwashed. Right. I don't have a, by the way, I don't have a college degree. I directed two feature films and produced a bunch more and worked on 140 of some of the biggest movies of all time, like Avatar and Titanic. I never went to college. <clears throat> you don't need a college degree to be successful. A lot of the most successful entrepreneurs I know didn't go to college, but that's the one thing you always hear like, Oh, all those conservatives, they're, they're just, they never went to college. So they're, uh, they're just not educated. <clears throat> so Greg, so we're, we're kind of at the end of our time. I just, just quickly, 
want to ask you uh, the next project you're involved in. Would you please come back and 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 tell us about it so we can get our audience out there and and, and we can replicate what we're seeing happening with the Sound of Freedom and other movies? Would you do that for us? Absolutely, and I, I do believe that although Hollywood had no appetite for a movie about Andrew Jackson, uh, I do believe that the country does have an appetite for that, and we're going to keep moving forward. You know, just t- ten years is not a, a terribly long time to get a movie off the ground, as crazy as that seems. So uh, we're 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 just about at that point with Battle of the Wall, and I think shows like Yellowstone show that you know that's the proof that. Um, that, that other type of American lifestyle is very popular with audiences. Yes. Greg, thanks so much for joining us. Folks, go to seven, sign1776.com. Sign your name. It's easy. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. Great to have you with us. I hope you enjoyed, folks, listening to a Hollywood producer, a guy who's worked on literally some of the very biggest films of all time, Avatar, Titanic, and hundreds of others. I hope you enjoyed not only the interview, but the passion behind it and the commitment to the principles of liberty that literally drove this man and his wife and his family out of the place they loved, out of California, out of the industry largely that they loved, that was their profession, it was their business, producing films in Hollywood. They took a stand. Will you? They have morals and principles and they laid it all on the line. Will you? Our founders did in 1776. We just celebrated that. Some of the Senate Republicans did in walking out and shutting down, at least for a time, these horrible bills, including House Bill 2002, Charlie, that still takes away parental rights, no matter what they say. Read the language yourself. It's not rocket science. Read the commentary in the newsletters of people like Kim Thatcher and Brian Boquist and Ed Deal and others. They'll tell you it does, because it does. Greg Strauss took a stand. Jim Caviezel is taking a stand. And by the way, I can't wait for this new movie about the Battle of New Orleans to come out. These... Thanks to people like Greg Strauss and others who are willing to stand up. And put it all on the line. Thank God for the Kim Thatcher's and the Art Robinson's and the Brian Boquist. And the others that sacrificed their political service. Literally to stand up for you and I. That's liberty, folks. That's what we're celebrating. 
that's what we need more of. We need more people of that kind of high moral character to serve us at every level, every level. So go to sign1776.com, the Declaration of Independence Project. And the subheadline is, join the movement to deliver your signatures to Congress. Now's the time to reaffirm our commitment to the most important document in American history. And it is. Are you brave enough to sign is the question. That's what it says. And it describes the process, how they're going to deliver it to Congress and all of that. Sign1776.com. It's very simple. It's very easy. Now, Anne-Marie writes about, I mean, this is all tied together, folks. Values and principles, they're so important. The illegal alien story who impregnated a nine-year-old girl from Ohio. It's an, an epoch time story. I will have it on the show plan. If you don't think it's not happening in Oregon, it's you're just not thinking correctly. It is it's happening all over the country. And it's going to happen more. Why? Because of an open border. And because of this bill, House Bill 2002C, that Republicans let get passed by providing quorum, who got bought off rather than standing on the principles and putting it all on the line. That just became an additional magnet. Yesterday we did a story about the Willamette Week story about city of Portland is crying that they're not going, they're expecting a flood of transgender kids because of this bill, folks. And they're saying, well, we're, we're not able to, uh, to handle all of that. Thank you, Republicans, who sold us out. Now you're going to have thousands and thousands of children sold into the child trafficking industry. And Oregon's going to be a magnet because of this law that allows a criminal to impregnate an, a, a minor girl, coach her to go get an abortion, which is destroying the evidence, and then walk away free. Rich, call back. I'll get you on in a, in a moment. GL wrote a great email about having his professional career. He worked with high-pressure oil and gas systems. This is all about that Titanic sub that imploded. They knew the structural failure was going to come. Leaked audio is about it. A state employee who shall never be named um, said after the discovery of Hunter Biden's dime of cocaine in the library of his father's temporary residence in D.C. gives new meaning to the title White House. Yeah, by the way, have you seen the video of Hunter standing there behind Joe at the White House and obviously having the sniffles? Oops. Oopsies. A, a piece for you to consider is that we are going to be queuing up uh, the political coffee clutch with Oregon people's vote. We're, we're going to run them together, put them together, since Diana, the great owner of, great patriot conservative owner of the Honky Tonk Bar and Grill, has graciously given us a two-hour time block from six to eight 
with no karaoke for us to really just take over the place. So political coffee class is going to do an hour. We'll still have great speakers talking about important things. And Oregon People's Vote will do the second hour. Okay? So that's coming. Just want to let you all know that. Uh, Michael writes, yeah, but button. Who has the button? Yeah, that was how I started the show. Lee writes, uh, and he says, good job on the interview with Greg Strauss. Thank you. We're blessed to have people like Greg Strauss take a stand. And the question is, will we? David writes an email about 1776. According to historian David Barton, the left started rewriting the American history books for the schools in 1926. Communism entered the American seminaries in 1930. We're seeing the results of that today. Doug writes regarding today's show, the Biden crime family, child trafficking, the shamelessness coefficient is at its highest in the White House. And today's establishment media, this is not the country I was born in. I miss Nixon. <laughs> Jeez. At least there were consequences for his crimes. It's not the compulsive liars who we need to wash out for. It's the compulsive believers who are the most dangerous. You know, that's hard to argue with, isn't it? The believers, who? Who are the believers? The believers that will stand and defend every little thing, every little thing that Joe Biden or any Democrat does. Any lip, any Marxist, any left, those are the people we need to fear and watch out for. Because they'll lie and talk about anything to well, make sure that their policies, in their lust for power, their policies get into place and never come back. That's why we should never let these turncoat sellout Republicans in the House and the Senate in Oregon live it down, ever. See you tomorrow. Be free to Friday.